So hey guys, welcome to the newest episode of the SaaS Sessions podcast. I have an amazing guest with me. Uh, today I have Eli Schwartz. He's a growth advisor and previous to being a growth advisor, he has helped companies like Mixpanel, Shutterstock, Quora, Handshake, GetAround and SurveyMonkey with their SEO. And uh, before being into a complete or full-time growth advisor, he was a VP at SurveyMonkey where he led the SEO efforts and also set up their business in APAC. Is that is that right, Eli? Not VP, but... Uh-huh. Director, but I'll take oh, the VP. Okay. <laughs> Post leaving yeah. promotion, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So yeah, welcome to the show, Eli, and I'm I'm glad to have you here. And uh, you know, I kind of gave like a short introduction of yourself, but uh, do you want to talk? Like, give people more about you. Yeah, it's great to be here. So, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, I'm a growth advisor. I work with companies on helping to strategize their organic growth strategies, and what right. that typically means is. There's a lot of SEO out in the world, and, and mostly what I focus on is, is SEO and organic growth within Google as the largest search engine in the world, although there are some other search engines that would like to eat into that market share, and I have worked on those, but those are country-specific. But there are, there's a lot of SEO in the world, and many companies have an SEO person, and typically right. what I find in the conversations I've had over many years is that there's a, a missing link, and that missing link is the strategy and how that strategy ladders up from the tactics that the SEO team is working on all the way down or all the way up to the dollars converted by customers in the company. Right. So uh, that, that's typically where I help, cost, I help the clients I work with. I help them understand how that, what that strategy should be, how to measure that strategy, and then from there to figure out the tactics. that talk more about that strategic view and product-led SEO, but that's the high level, like, I, I love working on these challenges because when you hit that first recipe, you already have a great SEO tactical team. You already have a great CMO that understands everything. You already have funding, you already have product market fit, and all you're missing is like a way to make this work. It's like magical. So that that's great, Ali. I mean, like you know, so SEO as a topic and SEO as a channel and as a function, right? It's very close to my heart because I started uh, my career into marketing and growth uh, with SEO. And I started doing it in 2011, which was like, you know, the birth of like the new age SEO where like, you know, Google launched all these new algorithms and, you know, started taking like a few years down the line, they started building on the rich content, rich data, and they started taking the structured data very seriously, right? So SEO is definitely one function where I started my career into marketing and I didn't continue like only into SEO, like I did grow into different things. I uh, tabled along like different channels, but you fairly, you know, I saw that you, your career, you're fairly dabbled on only on SEO, right? Mostly like you have been into SEO since 2008, right? Actually a little earlier, probably 2004 was the first time I tried optimizing anything for search. Yeah. And I, I even got into it because I, I built my own website and uh-huh. this was back in the day when you saw all your queries and I didn't even know about Google analytics. And I was used to log into my log files and I'd see the queries people type. And I was like, wow, this is fascinating. Like I can make people come to my website if I do things. That's amazing. I mean, you discover something which is really close to you when you build something on your own. So I, even I started uh, like, you know, looking onto SEO more when I started my website, uh, my blog in 2011. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so uh, like, you know, and then you're fairly followed only the SEO journey. So like, is there a reason like, you know, you just stick to SEO that you loved so about it so much because I, I knew that you also touched on like different uh, functions, which is not SEO. 
but you didn't like you just uh, you kind of you know grown into just this one vertical so is that like planned or is it just kind of happened uh, in the flow yeah it's such a great question and it's the reason i i uh, landed in in the in the consulting i'm doing right now which is yeah. from my experience i've seen that seo teams and seo you know practitioners are typically not well treated they're treated like junior marketers and this is the reason why most people in this industry end up leaving the industry and doing something else. Like they're in a company, they start an SEO and then they get promoted and they don't do SEO anymore. Or they're working for an agency and their, their lives are pretty hard and they're working very hard and then they leave the agency and go do something else. And I was fortunate that I did not have that experience. I was, you know, credit to the companies I worked for, well compensated for the work I did had a, you know, had a lot of responsibility, was able to build up the teams. There was a time where I'd left SEO a little bit when you know, mentioned earlier that I was in, in Asia. Uh, I was in Singapore doing leading marketing for all of APAC for SurveyMonkey. Wasn't as focused on SEO then, you know, still had it as a part of my responsibility. And what, what I was able to see from that experience, because I tried to leave SEO, I was still getting all these fascinating companies coming to me, asking me questions around SEO. And I you know, right. did some amazing consulting and I realized that there was this huge gap in people that had the right experience, had the years of experience, really understood the landscape of search. And there weren't that many folks that could do it because everyone had left it for the reasons I just said, like it wasn't yeah. a great career to be in. So the longer I stayed in the real, I realized how much more valuable I could be. And that's the road I've really stayed on. So as much as like, I, you know, there have been times where I wanted to do other things and it seems like you know, I can't keep doing the same thing in my career I've been doing forever, but the more I like really drill in and focus on this one area of expertise, the more valuable it is because other people are not. And I can add a lot of value to the companies I work with. And, you know, it's fascinating to me. Many of the times I start working in, in a consulting relationship with a company, it's because they've tried to hire a quote unquote director or VP or senior VP of SEO and they can't find it. And I, I did this analysis on my blog on how many people there are with certain level of expertise. And I think I only did it for the US. What I found was this massive mismatch between roles specifically in the Bay Area, and I forget the number, but there was at least three to one role, open roles for people with SEO experience versus people that actually had the SEO experience. So everyone wants that someone with 10 years of experience, but there are not that many people that have 10 years of experience that are still working in SEO and are open to that job. So that's where like a lot of times I do start talking to a company because they're interested in hiring someone with that experience and they can't. And then a consultant is the next best option. Yeah. I wonder why companies do this with, might be doing this with people or maybe people might be doing this with their jobs when they start with SEO, because I think as a first step for the companies also, it's good. Like when, when a company is just starting out, SEO as a channel is like a really easy channel and the best channel, like, you know, where they can start. If you're doing inbound marketing and you're doing SEO with the inbound marketing, I think that's that's one channel where every like you know every startup can put focus on, put efforts on, and easily monetize it from there, right? Because I don't think it it, it takes as much efforts to build the SEO channel as it would take for a paid channel or it would take for a referral channel or something like that, right? And while you said there is a three to one ratio, I just wondering like you know why why is there is like is there a gap that that you see like in terms of how how the 
the companies being people or like you know, who do who start with seo uh, like become specialist in seo and then they start doing something else which is not focusing on just seo or is it the people who like who want more challenges or who are just tired of like you know just google updating their algorithm every 3 months or something like that right <clears throat> i mean you mentioned that that company it's an easy way to generate value and mm-hmm. i think that is another challenge that companies larger companies especially are not aware of it's because there are so many other channels there they don't have the right attribution set up to know that it's contributing value yeah. so you know like i was again i was very fortunate in when i worked for surveymonkey i started at surveymonkey when they had very little non-branded organic traffic so when i joined there was about 90% branded organic traffic which is essentially people looking for surveymonkey internationally they had uh, the website translated to 16 languages and there was almost no organic traffic coming in on any of these websites and i was able to set up that foundation for seo to actually move that percentage down from 90% branded to only to less than 40 and maybe even 30% of branded traffic and by the time i left organic was contributing 2/3 of the revenue so surveymonkey's public company you can see what their revenue is you know today over a couple hundred million dollars 2/3 of that revenue is coming from organic traffic so like that is why i was able to both be well treated and again kudos to them for doing that and be able to build my career because it was very clear the value i was offering whereas like in a larger company typically you don't get to start from zero they have a you know existing seo relationship they have existing organic traffic you trying to bump that up and then there's a lot of people fighting over whether that 10% increase in traffic was actually your efforts or not in my case i had hundreds of percent organic traffic and there was a very clear delineation between eli wasn't here and eli you know has been here for a couple of years this seems to be driving value so anybody that's you know really looking to understand or like invest in organic the first thing you have to do is understand the contribution and the value it's creating that's that's amazing and so yeah we want to talk about more on product led seo but you know you just said one thing and and i have to ask this question right so you mentioned about when you started doing like started creating these uh, translated pages or you started translating the website uh, for survey monkey into different languages so i think did that give uh, an, the seo channel a boost because like people are searching in different languages and if your site is available in that language uh, then you're search, uh, ranking on top on those those particular search engines or those language search engines because i think what like you know facebook facebook when it kind of one growth hack or one growth tactic that they applied was you know to translate facebook into different languages i think that was like a very thrust or that was like a push that facebook got when they you know translated the whole facebook uh, website into like 6 uh, 8 to 10 languages initially and they, that's when they saw like you know a lot of people suddenly joining facebook from all parts of the world so was it the same for surveymonkey as like did you see like increase like a sudden increase in channel when you launched like different translated pages oh absolutely yeah with with surveymonkey especially like this is a solution that many people were looking for and surveymonkey had such an authoritative website that just by by opening up the translations for organic traffic and and again they were, before i joined they were pretty bad like the pages were translated but they went through multiple redirects and it it was not driving any organic traffic by putting in seo best practices you know probably the best term i was able to ever rank on internationally is the word mercado in um in in uh, brazil so for anybody that doesn't speak portuguese the word mercado 
is market, right? So we actually ranked on the word market, even though we did not have a market, we didn't, we did, we helped with market research, but because like we had so much authority and I guess no one else had enough authority on that word, we were able to rank on it. And like, that's the kind of growth we saw, like as we opened up in languages, more developed languages, like German was a little bit harder, but like in Portuguese, like it was incredible the kinds of terms we were able to rank very highly on. Again, it's not relevant. Like I, I don't think we deserve to rank on market, but as Google measured, you know, from their perspective, what are authoritative websites that use these appropriate words that users might want to find, we ended up getting those rankings. Yeah. So, you know, I could think of an hour long conversation with you on this particular topic, right? So about the uh, using translations for, for SEO and then tying up with your go-to-market strategies for that particular market, you know, but let's, uh, that, that's like a conversation for another time. But let's, let's talk on like, you know, this product led SEO, which you've been working on. So when, like, you know, what is it? And like, when did you first uh, hear of the term and, uh, or did you coin it? I sort of coined the term product-led SEO, but it's not a concept at all that I've created. It's really the idea of instead of doing keyword research, and that is what drives your SEO process, it's looking at SEO as a product and then driving your SEO efforts around that product. And then when, so two parts of that. So one is the way you look at SEO as a product is anybody that's ever been a product manager, you, and, and again, this is again, unfortunate at SurveyMonkey, there was a time I reported into the product team and I was able to learn product best practices, not as a product manager, but you know, I was on the product team. Right. But when, you, when you're a product manager, you pull in all the different pieces. You pull in content, you pull in engineering and IT, you pull in design, you pull in other product people and, and you're able to like really coordinate different functions in order to have an end result, which is the product. And by focusing on SEO like that, you can optimize all those pieces together rather than the typical SEO team or SEO person is on the marketing team and they only have one lever to pull, which is SEO. But SEO in itself is not a lever. It is a lever that relies on those other levers. So it's just a viewpoint. Now, again, thinking of SEO as a product, rather than focusing on keywords and how to drive traffic, which the flaw with keywords is that anybody can focus on keywords. Like you're starting a new business that in a business that is already in a, you know, product line and vertical has already existed. You go to Ahrefs, SEMrush, Rank Ranger, you look for a keyword in your vertical, you pick that keyword, you have a content writer, write it. Everyone's doing the exact same thing. Anyone with a hundred dollars per month has the same tool. They have the same keyword. You may or may not rank there. When you view as a product, you do product, you know, processes, which is you talk to customers, you research data, you make, you know, and you understand what it is that you need to build based on product market fit. And then even if you can't validate it with keyword research, when you build that, ideally, if there is product market fit, the users will come, the users will pick their own keywords. You're not targeting keywords, you're targeting usage, you're targeting intent. So right. that's in a nutshell what it is. Totally. So I, I don't recollect where I read this or what company followed this, but I do recollect listening to this on some podcast or webinar. So what they did, what their SEO team did was, so they sat down with the product team and, and the product marketing team and they they kind of checked what, what features or what benefits that the company or the product is giving. Those those have some different keywords and what the, like, you know, what the customers 
uh, are using the keywords as right for example people might call it uh, seo but like some in your customer might call it like some different keyword altogether so they did a research with their existing customers on uh, like you know the existing features and what are your your customers addressing the features to and they they saw like there is a keyword gap like you know so your features are has keywords which are very different which is perceived by the product team and the product marketing team and your customers are seeing your product features or as a different keyword set or key phrases altogether and when they started writing on those keywords where what your customer language right so they actually saw like really huge rise in like you know they are organic traffic because now they are ranking for those keywords which your customer is talking so like it's basically you know speaking your customer language so i i does it mean that like is this like is this a good example of product led seo or what? yeah essentially it means that you're putting the users in the product first in building right. out your seo strategy so you know, again, in this, in SEO's case, most of the product is actually content. So yeah. rather than writing content based on a keyword, I'm writing content based on what need does it fill? So, yeah. and then the other, yeah. the, the most important part of product-led SEO is that your, your ultimate KPI is conversions, dollar conversions, or whatever your currency might be, but conversions mm -hmm. and sales rather than rankings and traffic. So for that sense, like I'm not doing keyword research and looking for the biggest keyword in my entire category that has a million monthly search visits. I'm looking for the keyword in my category that I will have a 50% conversion rate on. And if I don't have that keyword there, that's a gap that someone else can fill. So totally. for to yeah. do that, like one of the, you know, an easy tactic you might do there is to use a tool. I like using a couple tools that I like, but KeywordTool.io is a good example of this where yeah. you find all your suggested queries, look for your branded suggested queries. If you're not visible on those branded suggested queries, do that immediately, like low hanging fruit, make sure like that people can find you. There, there's some other tools which help you also so, show suggested, like another thing you can do, just type into Google, type your name into Google, see what happens. A tool like Answer the Public will give you, you know, probably more ideas around suggested queries, but I, I think that's a really good place to start put your product in and see like, what are the things that people are look, looking for around that? And again, product, I'm using the term product very widely. So if you're in the travel category, you put like the word vacation or holiday and see what comes after that. Totally. And you know, talking about brand keywords, right? So I, I know one good example where like, you know, which a small company has beaten a big company in the brand keywords, which is HubSpot and Salesforce. So I'm not sure if you have read one article, uh, which was written by Substat, I guess, which like, you know, how HubSpot is beating Google, like, you know, SEO rankings on, on non-branded keywords in Salesforce because Salesforce used, they saw that, you know, top 10 keywords for Salesforce were mostly branded keywords. And for that, for HubSpot was like, you know, CRM and like, you know, marketing automation and that, which was like the keywords that people are searching the most, which are not the branded keywords. So, I mean, that that's really that's a really great strategy and like you know so seo should definitely get a like you know prime seat at the marketing table right because as you said like not a lot of people would you know for companies would have dedicated seo people working for them they'll, they'll be like digital marketing managers who have seo as one one function that they're overlooking alongside other functions so to get to for seo as a channel or a function to get the prime seat at the marketing table so how should a business start putting focus on this particular channel, right? So what are some metrics that uh, should 
assign or should attribute to seo like because all other other marketing channels are attributed to revenue right so how can an seo team can attribute their efforts back to revenue like how did you do it at survey monkey maybe maybe you have some tips there yeah it's a great question essentially the the challenge is getting the attribution to know yeah. the, the conversion so it really depends on the business in an e-commerce business it's actually a lot easier to do attribution because people show up on the website and then they click through and they ideally they convert right then and there and you know whether it came from direct or from seo or from paid or, or referral whatever it is in a SaaS business which it takes longer to sell and maybe there's multiple touch points maybe you sign up for a free trial and later on you convert or maybe you sign up for a webinar and then you from there you get into an email list and then from there you eventually talk get a demo from a salesperson then follows up with you for three months much much harder to attribute the and the organic traffic however it doesn't mean it it's worthless in that sense it's very valuable to really understand what each channel of traffic contributes to that eventual conversion so organic in a SaaS instance is likely going to be awareness and problem solving very high in the funnel so say i have a an issue with doing research and i need a research tool so i start you know and maybe actually i don't have a problem with research i have a problem with the the end result of research like i want to know why why my users are dropping off the page so i want to know why so the question is, is like why am i not converting so i start with like how to troubleshoot converting i find a blog post organically i read about the blog post and it tells me something i could try so i try that i go back to that same blog because i start trusting it eventually i learn that that blog is a part of a product that costs a lot of money and then I might sign up for a webinar. So understanding that it's top of funnel, you can say how the conversion rate for these blog posts should be people signing up for a webinar, not people uh -huh. buying a product that takes six months to buy. So it's really right. an understanding of like what the contribution is of organic traffic, and then you can build that measurement system and what would happen if you didn't have the organic. Now, another thing I always like to mention is that organic and paid marketing are not two opposite sides of the coin, which too many people think they are. They're, they think like, well, this is a keyword you paid for, and this is a keyword you, you didn't pay for, and ideally, we should get all the keywords for free. I like to think of organic and paid as different steps in the funnel. So right. organic is much higher in the funnel. That you're gonna optimize for keywords and topics that are just not worth paying for because they're too expensive or, or your quality score will be too low because not enough people search them. Paid is people lower in the funnel. They're closer to conversion. They're in a buying mentality. So what we want to do with organic is get the keywords that paid is not, it's not worth paid working, uh, buying. And with paid, we want to get the keywords that organic might not have ranked on or keywords that are competitive or keywords that are retargeted. You can you know, target people that have already seen organic. So they are, they're part and parcel of the same channel. And all of that is really passing a baton from organic onto paid, then onto sales and so on and so on. Totally. I think the, if you consider intent versus interest, right? So I think the SEO channel falls in the intent category. And I think intent has always the higher chances of converting as, as compared to interest uh, channels. So what do you think? What are your thoughts on that? I mean, SEO can solve all challenges. 
So SEO can, it, it can solve a brand problem. It can solve a PR problem from a conversion standpoint. It could either solve like high intent or it could be low intent. I, I really, I mean, SEO is, is because it is potentially cheaper than paid marketing, then it, it is, it, it can, it, it really is a, you know, a multi-use Swiss army knife. Unlike paid marketing, you don't have an opportunity to experiment as much paid marketing. With, with SEO, you can, you know, write a low quality post and just see whether it attracts any visitors and attracts anything and update mm -hmm. it. Whereas paid marketing, you know, if you don't, if it doesn't work out, you've lost your money. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I think this has been uh, like a great conversation, Eli, and I just want to end this on like a very higher note. So what are some of the best practices or what are some of the learnings that, you know, you can, that you got from SEO, working in SEO since 2004. So that's like 16 years. So you have actually seen the industry, you know, like grow all together. So what are your learnings and your best practices that you can give for, you know, SaaS company? The number one thing I would say is that Google is an AI company. So ultimately, Google has a lot of really interesting products outside of search. They have self-driving cars that are use AI. They have uh, healthcare under Verily that uses AI. So they're an AI company. Mm -hmm. Google's ultimate goal is to have a, a fake, or not a fake, a imitation user experience on search. So what they want in the ultimate goal of search is to, as if a human user would have curated search just for each person. So you do a search and you find the exact result. Now, right. uh, I'm not a prophet. How do I know that this is their end result? Because they're producing devices that only work with one result. When you have a voice device or you have a, a visual device or you, you do a visual or you do a voice search on your phone, it, it can't answer your question and say, here's 10 possible responses. It wants to give you that one possible response. So that's where Google wants to go. So all the tactics that people try to employ around SEO or I think eventually will be useless because you can't, if you can't trick a person, if you could trick a person, great. But if you can't trick a person, eventually you will not be able to trick Google. So I think that's the most important thing for people to understand is like, as you're doing SEO, think of Google as eventually becoming human. You may find a, a loophole now, but that loophole probably won't last long into the future. Yeah. This, the so, second thing I would say is really, really understand your attribution and understand like what value organic is contributing to your, your you know, bottom line or top line revenue and bottom line profits. So that way you can invest appropriately and it's probably a far better contribution than you expect it to be. So then you know, invest even more. And then the third thing is that think of SEO on a granular level. So too often people think of SEO as like, I've been punished by Google. Again, I avoid that at all costs. I don't usually work with people that get punished by Google because they're creating high quality content. But they say, I've been punished by Google. I lost 20% of traffic. It doesn't really work like that. What happens is the algorithm changes and one URL may lose 50% of traffic and another URL gains 30% of traffic. So net, maybe you lost 20% of traffic. So it's really valuable to like look at URLs and keywords on a granular level to understand what's working and what's not working. And totally. even when that happens, it's important to understand on a granular level, did any of change in traffic affect your sales? So I, I, there was a company I was working with recently Again, most of the time I don't have any algorithm updates. This company got hit by, supposedly got hit by an algorithm update. They lost a lot of traffic. 
they lost no revenue because the pages they lost were not valuable. They weren't converting anybody. So right. that would, that would be my final tip. Right. So not, not necessarily the pages that are get, getting you the traffic are the pages uh, directly attributed to revenue as well. So this is a good, good Correct. learning, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I have, uh, so this is a great discussion Eli, and you know, I just have a uh, lightning round. So I have like three questions, which is, which are not SEO since we discussed a lot on SEO. So what do you know about your work now that you wish you would have known when you first started? I sort of wish I would have started consulting earlier because it, I've been having so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it is just like you get to work on dynamic uh, things, right? It's not just one product. It's like 10 products that you're working on. And you never know, how, even if there are two products in different industries and different domains, you can apply one's logic to the other and it kind of, it just works <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what did your biggest professional failure teach you? So my, my biggest failure is probably about 10 years ago, I was working at a company and we were affected by the, well, actually I have two, two things to share, but we were affected by a Google algo update, the Panda update, uh -huh. and we lost 60% of our traffic in a single day. You know, it was terrible. I, we thought the company would go under and getting us out of that taught me everything about technical SEO. I had not valued technical SEO as much before. You know, I hadn't, didn't have that much SEO experience. And I learned so much about sculpting you know, pages and providing high quality and understanding links and understanding which are bad links and which are good links. And we recovered from that. We lost 60% of our traffic. And before I left, we had you know, increased by 20% of traffic. And it was only a year or so later. So that was great. My other you know, failure, it's, a, it's an interesting failure to, to share, but I, uh, I went to Singapore to lead APAC marketing for SurveyMonkey because I believed that I need, in, needed international experience and, you know, it was a, sort of a big move. And yeah. what I ultimately learned was that that experience did not add that much to my career. It was a lot of fun, oh. but I, <laughs> this is a, it's a big learning for me that at least the American economy does not necessarily care as much about international experiences as, as people might hope they would. Yeah, <laughs> I think that would have been a good learning. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And what's the number one thing that has helped you shorten your learning curve? Experimentation and an eye for learning. So, uh, mm -hmm. I like to run a lot of experiments until when things happen to try to understand why it happened, especially mm -hmm. as I you know run SEO experiments mm -hmm. and by having this eye for what is working and what is not working, I'm able to actually get out of that learning and never make the same mistake again. And I find that when people don't do that, they do make the same thing again because they don't realize there was an insight for them to learn. So I, I use, again, focusing for SEO as a product. I, when I do an experiment, I create a, a product spec on my hypothesis and all that. So I have my links right there. And then other than like, well, let me just throw something at the wall and see if it works. And then if it works, I don't really know why or what I was testing. Yeah. Yeah. So this has been an interesting and this has been a very insightful conversation in life. I mean, thanks a lot for uh, doing this. And I believe that when we talked before you are, you were talking about launching your own book on product led SEO. So can you give us more on uh, info on that before we part off? my my approach to seo the product led seo approach but more than that it's a book on everything i've learned it being working in-house and leading a team so everything right. around hiring for anybody that's a little bit you know more junior in their career how do you sell to your boss and get your boss to invest in you how do you make a budget ask 
And most importantly, I wrote this book because I find that many leaders don't understand SEO that much. So I've written the book to them, like to this, you know, the CMO, to the VP of marketing. This is not tactics. I don't want to weigh in on tactics and how to do keyword research. For me, it's more higher level. Like this is how, this is how you should understand what keywords are. Yeah. This is how you should understand that you should not track rankings. This is how you build attribution. So that that's the crux of my book. Uh, I do hope it comes out soon. It is you know close to, to finished. Anybody that wants the book, do follow me on my website and sign up for my newsletter and uh, you'll be certain to find out when it comes out. And if anyone that wants to you know get in their strategic people's buy-in and get their your seat at you know the main marketing table, if you're into SEO, then definitely follow LA. On, on his newsletter and his website, which I'm going to include in the yes. description below. So yeah, thanks a lot, Eli. Absolutely. I really enjoyed this. Thank you, Sunil.